This week on Together for Salem. Often we don't know why we do what we do. And so we just end up where we end up. And at one some point, we, we look up and look around and say, this isn't the life I wanted. How did, how did I even get here? See, we, we all want a good life. We all want to experience the good life. We all have our own definition of what the good life is. And so we try to get it in our own different ways and they don't work. Salem, keep your hands on the wheel. Yes, ma'am. Driving through downtown Salem right now. We're Shalom. Heading... Shalom. Your driver today is Aaron. Hello. I'm Monica. Driving Miss Daisy. Yep. We've made that joke before. We have? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. This is our second car trip together for Together for Salem. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Together for Salem is put out by Cross Creek Community Church. We're a church in Salem, for Salem, for you. And even if you're not in Salem, welcome. Thank you for watching. This is the last part of Who the Good Life. Who the Good Life. So that's coming up here in a second. Uh, first, we just want to do a couple of announcements or a couple of welcomes. Uh, there is a welcome form on our website. It's a great way for you to connect uh, with us. Let us know you're watching. Say hello. Ask for prayer. Uh, maybe join a connect group. Um, get a free Bible. If you want a Bible, uh, we have those for you. And yeah, that's what the welcome form is for. We're gonna give away uh, $25 to Don Froilen Creamery. And that's where we're heading right now. We're um, downtown, so we're heading out Portland Road. That's right. We're gonna get there, we're gonna get some, some cheese curds and some quesadillas and some... Basically all of the cheese products. Yeah. <clears throat> I have like four things in mind right now, but... <clears throat> you do, of course you do. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna break the bank here. <laughs> uh, so we're excited to do that giveaway on the other end of um, John's message. So thanks for watching, thanks for tuning in. Like and subscribe so you're notified of future videos. Uh, but we're gonna come back in a little bit here after John and report in on Don Froyland. And then yeah. we have another giveaway we're doing. That's so. right. Yep. All right, you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. So far, so good. So far, so good. Zero we'll, casualties. We'll love you here in downtown. A little bit. Here's the cherry to you. blossoms Here's are just to you, John. go off. Yeah. See you in a bit. So why did you get up this morning? Because your dog barfed? Because <laughs> your kids got up? Because you had to pee? Or, I know, because you wanted to watch this episode, right? I mean, but, but seriously, why did you get up? Why do you do what you do? Why do you do the work you do? Or why do you have the family you have? Why do you enjoy the entertainment that you enjoy? Why do we do what we do? It's kind of an annoying question, right? Because we just kind of do it. We just, things happen and, and we respond and life goes on and we kind of end up where 
wherever we end up. Like, example, we need money, so we get a job. But the job kind of sucks, so we need distractions. So we go on vacation or we get some type of entertainment to distract us. But those cost money, so we have to go back to work to start that cycle all over again. And we don't really want to do that cycle on our own, so we find people to go through the cycle with us. But, you know, we just kind of let those relationships take their course and they become a cycle all unto themselves. And so I, I know that's an overgeneralization and I, a lot of you I know are driven and goal-oriented, but it's true for a lot of the areas of our life, right? Our, our jobs, our school, our friends, our families, we kind of just let them happen and we respond to it. But the problem is when we don't choose our life on purpose, we choose a life without purpose. And whatever it is, often we don't know why we do what we do. And so we just end up where we end up. And at one, some point, we, we look up and look around and say, this isn't the life I wanted. How did, how did I even get here? See, we, we all want a good life. We all want to experience the good life. But we all have our own definition of what the good life is. And so we try to get it in our own different ways and they don't work. And so what we found in this series, we're in part four of a series called The Good Life, as you know from the title on your screen. But what we found is this, the good life, the real good life, the true good life that we're actually looking for, the good life is experiencing the freedom of being fully loved and accepted by God. And that life is a life completely different from what we've experienced before and the, the ways we've tried to find the good life. It's completely different. Well, at least it, it can be different, but often we, we miss it because we just let life happen and we don't really know what our purpose is. And so what we're going to talk about today is this idea that the good life that we all want, that we're all looking for, the good life that we just talked about, the good life is lived on purpose for a purpose. The good life is lived on purpose for a purpose. And the Apostle Paul tells us about it and what the good life is like and how we can have it and how we can have do it on purpose and have it for a purpose and all of that. And we're kind of coming in, like I said, at the end of a series. You're coming in at the end of a movie. So go back and watch the other episodes before you watch this one. Otherwise, you, you might get a little lost. And that's your choice. <laughs> but the Apostle Paul is talking to us about the good life. And he kind of just goes on and tells us about this, this purpose in it. And here's what he says. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. I know there's, there's a lot there, and so we'll do a, a quick review of kind of these main ideas that we're talking about. But what Paul's talking about is we are born, according to the, the biblical writings in Paul, we're born slaves to our sinful nature, or we're born selfish people. We care only about ourselves. That's our primary function is to worry about ourselves. And we're, we're slaves to the sinful nature. It doesn't give us the life we actually want. And so we look for different answers. Often we look to religion, but that doesn't work. We look to a list of rules to change our behavior, but that doesn't really work. And so what Paul has shown us is that the answer to the sinful nature, the selfishness, is Jesus. And accepting his free offer 
of forgiveness, of new life. And when we accept that offer, he gives us a new nature, takes away our sinful nature and gives us his nature, gives us a new identity. And so now Paul is saying, with this new identity comes a new way to see our lives. And so what Paul's saying is that a new identity, this new identity of ours, creates a new perspective of the world and our place in it. That we, we see things completely differently. That we think about life completely differently. It's like the idea of a caterpillar and a butterfly, right? A caterpillar turns into a butterfly. It's the, they're, they're the same entity, right? The same being is there, but that caterpillar has been completely transformed in its identity. And it no longer sees the world of crawling on the ground and biting leaves and things. No, it, it's, its view of the world is completely changed. It has a whole new identity that gives it a whole new perspective of the world and its place in it. And so Paul's saying a person with this new identity in Jesus sets their focus on the reality or the things of heaven, meaning who Jesus is, what Jesus is all about, that God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to die for us. He doesn't want to condemn us, but that he wants us to be with him, that, we, that he is for us, not against us. That he's a loving father that uh, is looking constantly for us and just waiting for us to come back to him. That the meek and the gentle and the humble are really the ones that will inherit the earth, are really the ones who are great in God's eyes. See, Paul's saying our old self was focused on the things of the earth, meaning everything we've used and do use to try to achieve the good life. Everything we we try to get or to take to satisfy what really can't be satisfied. We try to use or take or get money, success, sex, power, politics, even religion. And Paul's saying that's your old self. Your new identity is different. It gives you a new perspective. Your new identity is hidden with Christ, he says, meaning it's not fully revealed exactly what that is yet. We get a taste of it, but it is secure and it is safe. It is hidden with Christ. Nobody and nothing can take it away because it's all rooted in, it's all based on, it's all sustained by Jesus, not us. And so it can't be taken away, this new nature of ours, but it can be ignored. And here's what Paul says. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Lurking within you. I love his his wording there. See, the reason our old life was ultimately purposeless is because we, ourselves, were the purpose of that life. Every decision we made was based on what we wanted, what we felt we needed or deserved. Often, at the expense of others. It was a selfish existence. And Paul's saying, if you choose to follow Jesus, if you have chosen to follow Jesus, that's not you anymore. He's saying, look, the fastest way to a horrible life is to make life about you. So kill that old nature, put it to death. See, the purpose of the good life is not us. And then Paul gives some examples of what the old life looks like. And then he says this, Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ 
is all that matters. And he lives in all of us. A Jesus follower's identity is not their nationality. I mean, think about it. A nationality, what is that? There's made up lines on a map. Those don't exist in the real world. So I, our identity is not our nationality. Our identity is not our ethnicity. Those really are just made up differences of color and social preferences. All humans really come from the same source. We're all part of the same race. Our identity is not our nationality, our ethnicity, our political party, our social status, even our gender. For a Jesus follower, our true identity is found in Jesus. It says Jesus Christ is all that matters. Then Paul says, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. See, a new identity creates a new purpose. And that purpose is the opposite of selfishness. That purpose is love. It says, clothe yourselves in these things. It's an active verb there, meaning to to actually put on something we are commanded to do, to put on this new identity, your real identity. It's something that's already been provided for us by Jesus, right? The fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. It's like Jesus is saying, here, here's these new clothes. Try this on. Ooh, you look good in that. So think about it. Do you want to be Clark Kent or Superman? See, Clark Kent's, it was the old identity, right? Clark Kent's identity, the purpose of that identity was to write for the newspaper, to, to hide in the shadows, to not really be seen, and, and maybe try to get a date with Lois Lane, right? But his true identity is Superman. His identity had a different purpose, to save the world, to protect the weak, to serve others. See, our old identity, the purpose, was to serve ourself. Paul's saying, put on the uniform of the new identity, which is tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. He's saying, take off, Clark, take off Clark Kent and wear that cape and those tights proudly. And then he gives us examples of what that actually looks like. And then he gets to his main idea that we do have a purpose to fulfill. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Remember, a new identity creates a new purpose. So like tools, right? (laughs) Tools. The tool could say, look, I used to be metal and wood. That's all I was. But now I'm a hammer and my purpose is to hammer nails. Or now I'm a screwdriver and my purpose is to drive screws. For a Jesus follower, we would say, look, my my old identity, my old purpose was living for my selfishness. But now I have a new identity and a new purpose, which is to represent Jesus to the world. The true purpose of our new identity is to purposely identify Jesus to the world. I know it's kind of cutesy, but think about it. The purpose of our new identity is to purposely identify Jesus to the world. It's not something you have to try to be. If you are a Jesus follower, it's something you are. You are a representative of Jesus. It's who you are because your identity is based 
on Jesus. Therefore, when people see you, when people interact with you, they should be, hopefully are seeing, what Jesus is like. We don't do it out of duty or fear or guilt. It's done out of thankfulness to what God has done for us. We've been freed. We can't help but want to free others. I think of Harriet Tubman, right? The the former slave who who found her freedom and didn't just enjoy it and keep it all to herself. No, she then went kept going back down south to rescue other slaves constantly. That's what it's like to be a Jesus follower. We've been freed and can't help but want to free others. And we are all invited to a new life full of new purpose. And so the question I have for you is, who are you? Why do you do what you do? See, to truly experience the good life Jesus offers, we have to be able to answer the question of identity and purpose. Who are you? What do you base your identity on? Your job? Your success? Your your family? Your political leaning? Your, Your failures, maybe? How's that been working? Is it working? Is it giving, really giving you the good life you were hoping for? Or has there been this sense that maybe there's something more? Maybe there's something better. Maybe there's something that's truly good out there for you. You are invited to accept the invitation of the one who created you on purpose for purpose. You're invited to accept the offer of forgiveness, of new life, of saying, look, my old life, I've been living for myself. I want to turn from that. I want to follow Jesus. I'm going to accept his forgiveness for the hurt I've caused, and I want my life to be based on him. You can simply tell him, Jesus, I want to follow you. Make me like you. Forgive me of the hurt I've caused. Make me yours. That is an invitation that's available to everyone. If that's an invitation you want to accept, tell us, let us know at info at yourcrosscreek.com because we want to walk with you in that and show what this is really like and be part of your journey. Now, if that's something you've done in your life, you, there's a moment in your life where you said, Jesus, I want to follow you and you are a Jesus follower. Remember, the purpose of your identity is to purposely identify Jesus to the world. Your purpose is not to get political candidates elected. Your purpose is not to give your kids everything the world offers. Your purpose is not to work nine to five every day so you can afford the vacations and distractions that let you work more nine to five days. Your purpose is not to live safe and comfortably. There's some good things in that list, I said, but they are not your purpose. So if you are willing, I want you to ask yourself, Two purposeful questions. The first question is this. What have I been representing? If you're a Jesus follower, what have you been representing? Is it, have you been representing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, all the things that come with a new identity? Or is it possible that you've forgotten your true identity? Forgotten your true purpose? Maybe you've let the fears, distractions, You've let the selfishness start ruling again. See, we all have this tendency to want to put on the old clothes, right? Because we think they're comfortable and familiar and it's what everyone else is wearing. We don't want to look silly, right? But the problem is those clothes don't fit you anymore. You've been transformed. The caterpillar clothes don't fit the butterfly anymore. 
They just don't look good on you. Be who you were saved to be. Drop that Clark Kent facade and accept your true identity, your true purpose, and start soaring through the sky. And when you're ready and you've worked through what's truly going on there, ask yourself, ask Jesus this question. How can I purposely represent Jesus? Not like, you know, I'm going to be nicer and stuff, but what can you actually purposely choose to do to make part of your daily life to represent Jesus? Think about it. Who needs love in your life right now? Who needs acceptance? Who needs to know that God is for them? Who needs to know that God is ready to forgive them and restore them to who they were always meant to be? It might be a family member. It might be a coworker, maybe a neighbor. But ask yourself, what does love look like? And then do it. And don't just do good things for people, which is awesome and what we're supposed to do and what our new identity does, but share not just what love looks like, but share your words. Use your words. Why are you loving them? Why are you asking what love looks like? See, you are representing Jesus, not just showing off how good you are. Tell them, I am choosing to do this because I am a Jesus follower and he has changed me. I have a new outlook, new perspective, new identity on life. The good life, the real good life, is offered to every single one of us. You were created for more than mere survival. You were created for more than mediocrity. You were created on purpose by the God who purposely created the universe. You were created to fulfill your purpose of joining him and bringing true life to the people he brings into your story. See, the good life is a life of eternal purpose. So accept it, enjoy it, and share it. good life. Accept it, enjoy it, share it. Much like we're going to do with I don't these. know if you can see these, but <laughs> they're fried cheese curds. I know, it smells good in this car right now. It smells like cheese. While you guys were listening to John talk about the good life, we were over in uh, Don Froyland's ordering our cheese curds and our quesadilla, and we bought a bunch of cheeses and salsa. Uh, they even had ice cream cones for kids, which was mm -hmm. cool. So we're giving away $25 to there. They're Here. based in Albany, but there's a location in Salem, new. Mm -hmm. $25 to the winner is Brits. Betsy. Oh, awesome. Yes, congratulations, Betsy. Oh, Betsy, you're going to love this place. Yep, you're going to love it. So we'll get a hold of you on how to get you your gift card so you can come enjoy also. And if you haven't been over here, guys, check it out. Portland Road, Salem, Oregon. Super easy to find. We'll put info in the uh, description Yep. in the show notes. For you podcast listeners, sorry you can't see or smell uh, any of this stuff. We need like smell o vision We do. It was a cool experience because they're stretching the cheeses. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's amazing. Really fun. Yeah. Lots of adventures to be had in Salem. And yeah, lots of good things to enjoy. That's right. We're going to give away uh, this week Dude City Donuts. Oh, do we get to go to the donut shop? I think we should go next week. Oh, we're just awesome. going to. That's going to be a thing. We're going to eat on every episode now yes. and travel. Yep. It's going to okay. be great. Sounds wonderful. Yep. So, um, but this is part of being for our city and for Salem and for wherever you are is. Um, loving the people in your city. So mm -hmm. talking to them, using their names when you're at the restaurant or the grocery store, yeah. um, buying local, uh, those kinds of things. Those are ways to be a good neighbor and show others that um, God is for them and God loves them. Mm -hmm. So 
we get to do this. Yeah, we get to. And for us this week, it means eating fried cheese curds. This is put out by Cross Creek Community Church. <clears throat> we're a church in Salem for Salem. We're a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um, we're a 501c3. So if you would like to donate to Cross Creek, we would love it. Um, but you don't have to, but it's easy to do online through our online portal. Mm -hmm. And we have kids content available too. So if your kids um, would like some weekly videos about following their friend Jesus, those are on the website for them as well. Last thing. April 3rd. Yep, April 3rd. Easter Eve tailgate. Tailgate. Party. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. 4.30, there's gonna be an Easter egg hunt for kids after uh, barbecue. Kind of music, bring a side dish to share with your uh, car load of people. You can bring chairs and mm -hmm. cornhole and whatever it is you need to do to make it a big party. And I haven't looked at the weather outlook yet. It's a little early. We're hoping, we're really hoping for some sun. I think it'd so, be good. Uh, we should bring can jam too. That'd be we fun. should. We're gonna um, RSVP online and that way you'll reserve your parking spot because it's limited parking in our parking lot. Um, and also we can give you updates as like, um, as things come about, mm -hmm. so. We hope to see you there. That's right. And uh, we are not going to be putting out a message Easter weekend because we are going to be at the Easter Eve tailgate party. Mm -hmm. So, but a new series will be starting. Right after that. In April after that. So thanks for watching. Thanks for liking and subscribing. Mm -hmm. Do you anything to say? I said I'll do all the talking. No, I'm just uh, hungry. Just waiting for me to stop yep. so you can start. Eat Here are some discussion questions for you. Oh, that's true. There are questions. I got distracted by the cheese curds again. We're going to eat our, our we have a quesadilla and some cheese curds, which mm -hmm. we're going to share. Mm -hmm. Yeah, looks good. See you next see you week. Soon. Well, see you in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, I need to take a cheese nap. <laughs> <laughs>